Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the show, uh, After Hours with Defoe and Luby here on the Believe Podcast Network. Jeff DeForest and Mike Luby Lubitz, so happy to be with you hello, hello. on this fine edition of the program. And it's always great for us when we can start out with somebody that we really enjoy talking to here on the show. And I'm sure you guys will love hearing from him and uh, making a return engagement here by yes. popular demand on the program. The senior NFL writer for Yahoo Sports. He is the man when it comes to the National Football League for many, many years for Yahoo. It's hard to last uh, in these uh, dot-com type of jobs, too. right? You see turnover all the time. That's why uh, we respect this man's Lou Gehrig-like uh, longevity there as the top guy at Yahoo Sports. We welcome to the show Frank Schwab, the great Frank Schwab, to the program. Frank, how are you, my friend? Hey, good. How's it going? Good morning, man. It's going really yeah, good. I mean, uh, so many interesting things. We're in week 14 already of the National Football League, which uh, uh, seems almost impossible. <laughs> to conceive of, uh, and uh, yet at the same time, uh, we're also at the end of 2021, which was a year that we didn't know if we were going to make it to, and then <laughs> it also seemed to be uh, never-ending, but uh, things are winding down there, and yet uh, I don't know that we've established too much that uh, we can uh, be definitive about in the National Football League, including, and I thought this was the game of the week, uh, Frank, I don't know where you weigh in on this. The uh, Monday night affair between the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots, where we're trying to figure out, are the Bills back? Are they really going to be Super Bowl contenders? Is it possible that Belichick is pulling off a miracle with this rookie quarterback that nobody wanted and everybody thought was a reach in Mac Jones? And then you get the adverse conditions. So the underplayers were delighted. I mean, I couldn't have made enough calls to uh, Louis Lipschitz, my bookmaker. And then the strategy of the game, everybody's hailing Belichick as a genius. After this, even though it seemed like all he did was steal a play from the old NFL films off the uh, chalkboard of Vince Lombardi with the seal over here, seal over there. But what did you make of that game? How significant was it, uh, the Patriots coming out on top in an adverse conditions game against the Buffalo Bills team that, uh, as we said, everybody thought was going to be brilliant this year? Uh, where did that leave us in terms of uh, conclusive evidence that one of these two teams, if not both, are for real? Yeah, I mean, it was a crazy game. It was it's just weird to see a team run the ball 32 straight times. I mean, despite the conditions, I mean, it hasn't happened since 1974. I mean, it, it, a team has thrown that few passes. So that was just weird. It was a good coaching decision. It was, it was a good game plan. You got the sense, too, and I, I kind of wrote this, that Bill Belichick wanted to be the guy that, that won a game throwing the ball three times because you know he, yeah. you know we saw that NFL hundred series and he loves the black and white stuff and yeah yeah it, this would have worked against the Canton Bulldogs you know I mean <laughs> and I think he took some joy in that so yes so I, I it was it was a it was a great night by Bill Belichick it probably won him Coach of the Year deservedly so I mean he's having a fantastic year that's a good team 
I, the, the most intriguing thing to me is the Bills because we all thought they were Super Bowl contenders and they've kind of gotten a pass all season. I don't get why. I mean, it, it, you know, they, they've been up in the odds you know, as far as one of the favorites all year. They've they've been one of those teams that everybody's just kind of assumed is really good and, and just ignored losses to Jacksonville or getting blown out by the Colts or even losing. Even when they lost to the Patriots, everybody made excuses for them. Oh, if these, any of these five plays would have gone their way. But the point is they're not making those plays this year. I get it. Uh, you know, the, the narrative totally changes if, you know, Dawson Knox doesn't drop one in the end zone or Matt Breida doesn't fumble or whatever happens. But they're not making these plays. They're a 7-5 and five team that's going down to Tampa this weekend. And if they lose that, which they're favored to lose, they're 7-6. and six. They're no lock to make the playoffs. They're a disappointing team. And nobody wants to admit that for some reason. Nobody wants to just come out and say, oh, you know what, the Bills aren't what we thought they were. They're, they they got to stop living off last year. They're, I don't think they're going to win the AFC East. I, I don't think they're really kind of equipped to win three straight games on the road in the playoffs to make the Super Bowl. They could, but they haven't shown that this year. And I, I, so I, I came away from that game saying how weird it was, obviously. It was, it was absolutely memorable just because how how goofy the game plan was for the the Patriots and extreme. But the, the takeaway for like, you know, what makes of the 2021 NFL season is the Bills aren't the team we thought they were. No matter how often we just kind of just shrug our shoulders and say, "Oh yeah, they're they're one of the contenders. They're really good." They're not really good. They're they're a mediocre football team at this point, and and that's not what we expected them to be. Uh, again, this is after hours with Dave and Luby here on the Believe Podcast Network, talking with the one and only Frank Schwab, senior NFL writer for Yahoo. Follow him up on Twitter. He is tremendous on Twitter at Yahoo Schwab. Okay, in this biz, in your racket, Frank, we give credit, we give blame. If a team's mediocre, if a team's playing to a level we didn't expect, if they're being disappointing, we blame people. Who does the blame fall on? Because this was supposedly the best roster. This was supposedly the most complete team. This was supposedly the team that was dethroning the Chiefs. And every week that they play a competent opponent, or the Jags, they look worse. Like, who do, who do we blame, right? Because Sean McDermott was this guy that came on the scene and people loved. He's now bitching and moaning about a guy running it every down. Like... Who who are you assessing the blame to, and what can they do this season or in the off season to be the team we thought they were? Yeah, and I think the blame. I don't know if it's one specific person, yeah. but it might be Brian Dayball, the offensive coordinator, who got a ton of praise last year and deservedly so. But I think one of their problems is there's no balance to this offense at all. And I was all in favor. I'll I'll cop to it. I was in favor of hey, just throw the ball every down. That sounds fun. Let's do that. They did that in the preseason. <laughs> And you get into the regular season, and it's like, well, you know what? NFL defensive coordinators, if you're only going to do one thing, they can usually figure it out. I guess unless you're the Bills and Patriots are going to run on you every time, and then you can't figure that out. But it's, I just wonder, it just, I think organizationally, everything just hasn't clicked. I, Stephon Diggs hasn't been the playmaker he was last year. Josh Allen hasn't been as consistent as he was last year. There's no running game at all. I mean, they don't even try because they can't. Because I can't do it really, and now there's you're right. There's some disconnect with the coaching staff, it seems, and what they want to do, and it's just it's what I, look it's NFL. It's hard. You're after you're, it is hard in NFL to to maintain anything. But I thought this team was talented enough to kind of uh, they're they're going to take the next step and take instead of a step backwards. And they've clearly taken a step backwards. There's no doubt about that. And again, you know, could they get on a run like you know Buccaneers were mediocre about this time last year, and then they won their last eight games or whatever it was, counting play, counting playoffs. It's possible. 
But I just don't know that I see it yet for the Bills to, to have that kind of confidence. Sean McDermott was psychotic on the sidelines the entire ball game. I don't know if it was what Belichick oh, yeah. was doing. Uh, he certainly seemed to have uh, multiple issues with the officials on virtually every snap. And, uh, you know, not, not too much in the way of high praise for Belichick, as he told everybody to curb their enthusiasm. He went Larry David uh, on the uh, media and their fans uh, later on saying, uh, stop heaping all this praise upon Belichick. Didn't take a genius to run the ball down our throats. 49 plays out of 50 or whatever the heck it, uh, <laughs> it was. <laughs> Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports, senior NFL writer with us here on After Hours with Tifo and Luby. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby Lubitz on the Believe Podcast Networks. All right, so who's good in the AFC? Yeah. You have the uh, Patriots as <laughs> yeah, the number right. one seed right now at 9-4, and four, and yet I don't know if they've convinced everybody. I mean, uh, everybody seems to be on the bandwagon now or the frame of mind that Mac Jones was a real fine second coming to Tom Brady. That may well turn out to be the case. Obviously, a bit of a premature evaluation, but he looks all the, you know, all the part of that and seems to be an ideal uh, fit for uh, what Belichick likes to do and, and the type of quarterback that he likes to have on his team. Uh, uh, who's good? Kansas City's in there uh, now uh, bouncing back uh, with several wins, but uh, they haven't been overwhelmingly convincing that they're the kind of team uh, that uh, can just run away and hide from everybody as uh, they did a couple of years ago. Um, Baltimore uh, looks more than vulnerable, and they're seeing Lamar Jackson having really a lousy year by, by uh, any standard uh, that, that we are used to rating him on. And, uh, you know, as you mentioned, uh, you know, just a, a wide open scramble there uh, in the AFC. But but who can we buy into? I mean, who, who do you see emerging? I, I don't know. I, and I think Kansas City is the most interesting team out of that group uh, because, you know, they're Kansas City. And we've seen them play so well the last few years. But I think you touched on it. This isn't the Kansas City team we expected. Everybody, everybody every week is like, oh, this is the week Kansas City blows up on offense. This is the week they score 50. This is the at some point, it's like, well, guys, it's mid-December. It's not going to happen. <laughs> if it was, if, if this was that team, it would have. We would have seen it already. It's a weird team, and that their defense is kind of carrying them. Who would have expected that two months ago? So I don't know that I trust them really. I, I think the Ravens. I like them. I think. Look, Lamar Jackson didn't forget how to play football. Like I think there's a slump. I don't think this is Lamar Jackson's falling off or anything. But it's a slump. It's it's a bad one too. He's not playing well by any account. So you wonder, you know, what's going to get them out of that? The injuries are piled up for them. It's not easy. Uh, you know, teams like the Chargers are just up and down every week. The Bills aren't that good. I the most bankable team is the Patriots. Like they are, but. Rookie quarterbacks don't do well in the playoffs. What what happened? Okay, they, it was fine that they went to the Bills and they got an early score and they, could, they were able to throw, you know, whatever it was, 41 out of 44 plays or whatever it ended up being. What happens in a playoff game when they fall behind 10-zip in those conditions? Because, you know, if, even if it's in New England, in New England it's really cold and they can have a snow game and all of a sudden Mac Jones, you can't hide Mac Jones and he can't throw three times. you got to throw 25 times in a game like that. Can he do it? I so there's questions about them, even though they're the most consistent team in the NFL for sure. Yeah. AFC for sure. Right now. I don't know. I think it's a total, like you could play that thing a hundred times and get, you know, it, every team, it, it kind of an equal amount of times in the Super Bowl. even the Colts, like the Colts get in as a seven seed. They're just going to be just as good as the one seed. I, nobody, nobody really feels like the Tennessee Titans are going to do anything. So they're not really, it's every team you can pull Colts in in the AFC. It's going to make for a fascinating side of that bracket because Anything can happen. It's going to be totally unpredictable. 
All right. A major question that's been plaguing me, uh, I guess, for the last couple of years. Uh, how does Dave Gettleman keep his job <laughs> with, with the New York Giants? So we know how quick yeah. people are. I don't want to use a reference that uh, is going to offend anybody, but to pull the trigger on just making a change, uh, especially coaching changes. Uh, Joe Judge has come under some scrutiny. He's relatively new. I don't know that he's had a fair shot to do anything, but it does seem like Gettleman is the Mike Tannenbaum of New York right now. Yeah, it's funny that he just – yeah, he's he's made it this long, and I don't think that he'll be back next year. I think at some point the the New York Giants have to say we we got to clean house here. We gotta we gotta do something different because this isn't working. They're they're a bad football team. I mean, and they've been a bad football team for four or five years. And Saquon looks unfortunately really a step slower than he used to be pre-injury. It's just bad there. It's really really bad. The Daniel Jones pick hasn't probably worked out as they hoped. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, nothing good about that. Now, I think Dave Gettleman probably by at the end of the season will be let go just because at some point uh, you, you got to move on. You got to try something else if you're a struggling football team, and they certainly are that. They're not very good. Not exactly George Young uh, in that position there with the <laughs> right, G-men right. who have been dying to come back for a long, long time. Uh, uh, do you believe, Frank Schwab of Yahoo Sports, senior NFL writer, that the Arizona Cardinals – as our guest on yesterday's show, uh, another uh, very astute observer of National Football League play, Jason Cole, that they are legit for real and the team to beat in the NFC. Yeah, I don't see. If we're basing this on what we've seen on results, uh, and you know, I mean, what else should we base it on? If we're basing it on everything that's been on the field in 2021, yeah, the Arizona Cardinals are the best team in football. Like, what else could you say? I, I don't like, you know, people ask me, who do you like Monday night? And I, like, why would I not pick the Cardinals? What have they done that wouldn't give me full faith that they're the best team in the NFL? I mean, they were winning games with Colt McCoy quarterback. They've... You know, they lost the last second game to the Packers when A.J. Green didn't turn around. They probably were going to win that game. I mean, that wasn't the best loss for them. I, I mean, the Packers are depleted. The Cardinals should have won that game. but And then they they lose to the Panthers, which was a terrible loss, but they had like a million injuries in that game and just fell behind early. I, I don't know that you necessarily penalize them too much for that. They're 10-2. They're and two. They're really good on defense. Uh, their offense is when, when everybody's healthy, which now they kind of are, they're really dynamic. I mean, Kyler looked good in his return last week, and DeAndre Hopkins got a touch on all that. Just what for people who are skeptical of the Cardinals? Why? What have they done other than our preseason expectations and what we believe they would be? What have they done to to not deserve to be called the best team of football right now, the Super Bowl favorite, the team that you know? I mean, there's just no reason. I I, I think there's there's a lot of skepticism about them. And in the back of my mind, I, I do think, you know, oh, can Cliff Kingsbury do it, this and that. But they're, that's unfair to them because they've just gone out and won football games and usually blown teams out, and they do have quality wins. And, I mean, they, they went to the Rams earlier in the season, and they won by 17. I look at the spread for this game, they're back at home, and they're two-and-a-half-point favorites. Like, why? Why are they only less than a field goal favorite against this team? Like, what, what do they need to do? I, I like the Cardinals. I think they're really, really good. And you just have to kind of – it doesn't mean they're going to win a Super Bowl. It doesn't even mean they're going to win the number one seed in the NFC. I mean, they got a tough schedule coming up. But if none of that happens, it doesn't mean they're not legit. It just means this is the NFL and things change week to week. I think they're a very, very good football team. All right, this is After Hours. Defo and Luby here, Believe Podcast Network, talking with Yahoo NFL writer Frank Schwab. Okay, but I just want to head back to the AFC. It's funny. We hear this term all the time, Frank, narrative, 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 and it sort of is annoying to me. 
But I do feel like the narrative with Tua is stuck to the point where it doesn't matter what he does. Like, the dude, right. he's playing really well. The team's playing well with him. They're clearly better when he's there. They're clearly worse when he's not. Uh, the offensive line, by every stat metric, is the worst in football. Yet, he's the fourth least sack quarterback, meaning he's getting it out quickly. He is going through progressions. He's doing all the stuff supposedly they were questioning of him. Yet, the national media has kept talking about him the same way, which I find, and I get it. Nationally, you don't have time to watch every game, every quarterback. You look at his stats, they're okay. They're not amazing. But when you watch him play and this team play, he's different, they're different. What is your thought on Tua? And where are you with the quote-unquote narrative that Tua just isn't the guy, which I guess still persists for a lot of national media? Yeah, it really does, and I don't get it. I I, I, I think that for some reason everybody wants to pile on, and I've said this, I think, with you guys before. Yes. Let's go to an alternate universe where – Tua is the sixth pick to the Dolphins, and Justin Herbert's the fifth pick to the Chargers. I think we look at Tua the, completely differently. That's not fair to him, but it, it, we all, we're, we're constantly comparing him to Justin Herbert and what he's done. And you know what? Tua's probably not going to be Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert's probably going to be the better quarterback. He's he's probably going to be that MVP type of dude. Like that, That's who he is. But that doesn't mean Tua is a bad quarterback. I mean, he's perfectly fine. He's he's. I think he's figuring out how to play in the NFL and behind a bad offensive line, like you said. Like get the ball out quick. Let your guys make plays. Let Jalen Waddle go nuts, like he's been doing. They're definitely better with him. And you know, and that's a funny thing too. Is you know everybody was talking about how, how bad the Dolphins were when they were one and seven. And not really giving them any kind of credit for, hey, you know what? Jacoby Brissett's been playing quarterback. They're not going to be good. They've got, they've been a lot better with him back. Not yeah, they, they hit a soft spot part of their schedule, and that helps. Uh, but they're, they're back in a playoff race, as crazy as that is. I mean, if you look at their schedule, it's like, yeah, they could kind of do this. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not in the realm of possibility. And two is a big part of that. He He's he's been fine. I don't think that a guy in the middle of his second season should be ripped as often as he is. I, I think they could win with him. I, I don't. I, I, again, he's not going to be that dude that's the Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes type of tier of guys who's just a franchise elite. You pay him five hundred million dollars, whatever guy. But they can win with him. They they can put pieces around him to win with Tua. He's functional. He's good enough and. I, I yeah, everybody talks about him like he's a bust all the time, and it, it confuses me too, honestly, because I'm just like, he doesn't deserve that just because he was drafted ahead of Justin Herbert doesn't mean he's a bad quarterback. He's not. He's he's perfectly he's perfectly fine, and what he's shown the past five weeks is yeah, hey, the Dolphins aren't aren't bad off with him. I know they're probably going to try the Deshaun Watson thing again. But and that's fine because Deshaun Watson's great uh, he, he, on the field. He's a phenomenal football player, but. If they don't, if that doesn't work, and they they get two of next year, that's fine. They could you could go to the playoffs with a guy like that. You know, win a Super Bowl with a middle of the road quarterback like that, and that's what I think he is. I think he's a kind of a middle of the road quarterback. When most people would say, "Oh, he's the thirty second best quarterback in the NFL," which he's not. He's he's not that bad. He's he's totally coming into his own. He's developing. He's fine, and I think he's going to be a pretty good quarterback for the for the most part in his career. Interesting uh, theory by Frank Schwab. If you reverse the two picks, uh, you're thinking at number six, if Herbert goes five and uh, the Dolphins had Tua, people would be looking at that as uh, kind of a clever pick, maybe yep. even a little bit of a steal. Yeah. Right. Under yeah. The it's weird. It's, 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 it's all the, I think the entire narrative, uh, to say the term again, the entire narrative on Tua is wrapped up in this whole fa- like idea that they made the wrong pick. And you know what they did? They, they uh, let's be honest. Like they're just a better football player, but 
it doesn't mean two is a bad quarterback. I don't get it. I don't get why he is saddled with this pretty much week after week after week where people are just like, oh, Tua stinks, Tua stinks. He doesn't stink. He's, he's a perfectly fine quarterback. He's just not Justin Herbert right now. All right, uh, just a quick thought. Uh, the odds that the Lions make it two in a row at the expense of your hometown uh, Denver Broncos, Frank Schwab. I don't think that happens. I think there's an emotional letdown. I mean, that was the Lions Super Bowl last week. What and what's the motivation now? I mean, they're they were busting it to get that one win, and I I respect that. I, I that celebration they had was totally justified. But uh, what do you? Okay, now you're like, okay, well, we're we gonna get up that bunch of get, win number two. Like now, yeah, they're probably gonna get blasted this week, and that's totally fine. That's it's understandable. All right, yeah, because uh, if they do win, uh, who knows? Maybe Dan Campbell will finally eat that raw buffalo right there, a lion for a buffalo right there inside the stadium. That would be great. Uh, Frank, always a pleasure, my friend. Always great work. Yahoo uh, Sports and YahooSports.com. Find Frank Schwab's uh, excellent coverage of the National Football League, and it's always great having him on any show that we do, including After Hours with sure. Defoe and Luby here on the Believe Podcast Network. Frank, uh, always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, enjoy the football weekend, and thanks so much for being with us. That's what I appreciate it, guys. Be well, Frank. All right, thanks so much. Frank Schwab, ladies and gentlemen. Frank Schwab does not believe in the Buffalo Bills that they'll bounce back. Everybody believes they're going to bounce back every week. That's crazy. The Buffalo Bills, who uh, had every opportunity to win that game, too. And uh, as people always say, the narrative might have been completely different. Uh, A guy makes a catch in the end zone there, and all of a sudden, Belichick looks like a chump for running the ball the entire ball game and only scoring 14 points. But uh, instead, hailed as a genius by all who observed. (laughs) I I believe that to be true. Oh, for sure. Even the Belichick haters. The uh, stone anti-Belichickian people that are out there, and there are many. There's lots of They don't like the fact that uh, he may have uh, taken advantage and some liberties with the rules. But uh, nonetheless, uh, that, that was a stroke of genius to steal a play from Vince Lombardi from the Stone Age of the National Football League and work it 47 times in a row. Pop it for one touchdown and then get a couple of field goals and win that ball game on a Monday night. All right, that's going to do it for uh, this week of After sir. Hours here on the Believe Podcast Network. Always a lot of fun. Mike Luby Lubitz, you have a great weekend. Have people. a great weekend, too, sir. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, always a lot of fun being with you. After Hours, you can catch us uh, during regular hours, yep. 7 to 9 Eastern on the Ion Channel, ionchannel.com. That's E-Y-E on channel.com. And you can just uh, Google the Defoe Show. You can catch what we're doing with audio and video streaming there. Always a heck of a lot of fun, including our big trivia challenge show, which I think you guys around the country will enjoy. That's every Thursday from 7 to 9 with a lot of intriguing questions. And uh, then, of course, our Degenerate Friday show with our handicappers is uh, the stuff of which legends are made. All right, uh, we'll see you guys uh, Monday on the Believe Podcast Network, so where we always say in Tug McGraw-type fashion as we sign off, you got to believe. recently realized it's not just hurricane season that can hurt us any time of year things can happen to your home or business and the insurance company can be your friend but they also can be your enemy horizon public adjusters justina testa are here for you to help this process go so much easier before you call the insurance company call horizon public adjusters and justina testa at 954-809-8752 would you go into court without an attorney so why would you go up against an insurance company without Verizon Public Adjusters, and Justina Testa. Seven to ten times more money recovered with a public adjuster than if you went on your own. If there's no recovery, there's no fee, give them a call at 954-809-8752. Why go up against insurance companies alone when you can have Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa on your side? The championship meet is right around the corner at Gulfstream Park. The only place for live racing, Gulfstream's action has never been hotter. 
whether it's on the track, in the casino, or part of the dining and entertainment offered at the Village of Gulfstream Park. Currently running Thursday through Sunday, Gulfstream's racing package is the best in the country, with all the top horses and people in the game pointing towards another tremendous winter season. Check out the remodeled first floor casino, open seven days and nights a week, along with the many special events and concerts happening at Gulfstream Park. You can place your wagers from anywhere at firstbet.com. Check the calendar of events at gulfstreampark.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.